Find your life's rhythm on the Just Jazz podcast. Heal from the past, balance your present, and get excited about your future. I am your host, Jasmine McGlure, Certified Professional Life Coach, and I'm here to encourage, inspire, and entertain you on this unpredictable journey called life. Join me as my friends and I share life lessons with you that are real, relatable, and practical. Welcome to Authenticity, Purpose, and Fulfillment. Welcome to Just Jazz. Okay, so today on today's podcast, I have a good friend of mine uh, here with me, Leslie, who is also a life coach. She is a homeschool mom. She's a business owner, and she wears very many different hats. Leslie, I want to welcome you to the show. Hi, Jazz. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. We are going to be talking today about living single. Do you remember that show? (laughs) We are live. Yeah, you're telling our age right now, okay? You're telling right. Oh wait, (laughs) I don't think I meant to do that. Back up. (laughs) I love that show, Um, but of course, we have a much different context because you are your single parent mom. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, you you're wearing many different hats, and unlike the women on Living Single, you're not doing all the dirty stuff that they was doing. So (laughs) you're you're living single and you're living holy. Amen. Amen to that. (laughs) Trying my best, girl. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So I want us. we're going to talk a little bit today about, um, we're just going to help our, our single parent listeners, uh, people that might need some encouragement and some inspiration, some motivation, even some entertainment Yes. Um, on their journey today. And I know that you're just the person for the job. So the first thing I want you to talk to us about, Leslie, is transitioning from being a two parent uh, home and family to being a single parent. I know that that's not easy. Um, but I want to hear from your perspective. Tell us a little bit about your story. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Jazz, I just want to thank you for this this opportunity to be here because, you know, your podcast is definitely an encouragement to so many women out there. And thank you just for taking time to acknowledge the the single parents out there as well. Um, and, you know, here's the thing. I have my story and I know everyone else has their stories. And there have been many different ways that people have become single parents, whether that's been through Uh, divorce or the death of a spouse, or maybe you adopted, or maybe you just has always been a single parent. And so, you know, I think regardless of how we became a single parent, our stories all kind of intertwine. And with my story in particular, I did not start off as a single parent. I was married to the love of my life. We were married for seven years and um, we were in a, a very good marriage, at least what I thought. And then suddenly life just kind of took a turn and I found myself in what I thought was a strong, godly Christian marriage to suddenly becoming a, a single mom um, very quickly. And for me, it, it really caught me off guard because it was never what I had expected. And so when I became that single mom, <laughs> I thought to myself, okay, what do I do now? Because I was a full-time stay-at-home mom. Prior to that, I was a teacher and I was not, or at least I felt like I was not equipped to do this. And I remember, um, I would say probably a couple years into my separation that I was at just a very, very low point. And my girls were super Mm -hmm. young, super little at that point. And I remember saying, to God, I said, 
God, if you are going to allow this to happen in my life, then please use my pain for a purpose. And so Mm -hmm. that is really kind of what gave me the momentum to just keep going, really, because especially when you have never expected to be in that situation, you know, even if it's not a separation or divorce, even if it's some other Mm -hmm. kind of trauma in your life, it's like sometimes you just need someone or something to give you that next breath to just keep going, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so making that making that shift, I'm sure rocked mm-hmm. your world. Everything just probably went upside down because where there was shared responsibility. Mm-hmm. Now there's so much more on your shoulders. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about um, some of the struggles that you've experienced with being a single parent. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think definitely one of the biggest ones for me was being the only parent here, the sole parent here that was, had had to do everything for my children since they were so young, you know, they weren't able to get themselves dressed or brush their teeth or Mm -hmm. feed them dinner. And, you know, listen, I had to learn that it was okay to have McDonald's six nights out of the week. They are going to survive. (laughs) Okay. It's been seven years and they're still alive. So McDonald's is okay. You know, it was, it was, it was that Mm -hmm. kind of struggle. It was the struggle of um, Mm -hmm. not necessarily the tangible but also the emotional that went along with it, because mm-hmm. here I am now trying to raise these two girls, but also dealing with the emotional baggage that comes along with it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, imagine, I just think back to the, the moments where we're sitting around the dinner table and you would see, I would see that en- empty chair there yeah. where there used to be four of us. Now there's, now there's three of us. And, mm-hmm. and, going in, you know, tucking my girls into bed at night and, and I'm the only one to do that. And, and so often it was just that feeling of, I just feel so overwhelmed. And for me, growing up in a, in a Christian home and being so involved in the church, Mm -hmm. I, I had, uh, I don't know if you remember the scarlet letter. Do you remember the scarlet letter? Mm -hmm. I felt, I felt like I had this, a big letter D on my forehead, like, oh, she's Mm. going through a divorce, like going through the walk of shame, Mm. you know? So there was, there was a shame that went along with it. There was guilt of, of thinking, you know, how am I going, how is this going to affect my girls? Are they going to grow up to be these dysfunctional people? Because, you know, now they're in a, in a, in a household that's been pulled apart. But Mm -hmm. with that, I have learned that so often what I went through, what what I'm going through still, because I'm still a single parent, is that, mm-hmm. you know, my strength is not found within me. My strength right. is found through God. And right. so even though it, it came with a lot of me having to just really humble myself and really say, mm-hmm. you know what, God, I cannot do this without you. And I need to reach yeah. out to people. And I need to say, you know what, this is what I'm going through. And can you please help mm-hmm. me? And not have feel that shame that comes along with it. Um, totally, so, yeah. totally. Mom is wearing so many different hats. All like what you said is you're having to wear all these hats, but you're also still dealing with the emotional repercussions right. of this as well. The part that the kids can't see, right? The things that go through your mind uh, when you're, like you said, at the dinner table, or the shame and the guilt um, that you're feeling. Um, but what I love that you said too was that it's okay. Mm. And hopefully, if there's a single mom listening that she can 
just breathe. It yeah. sounds like a pocket where you can just breathe yeah. and just be okay with the oodles and noodles and the hot dogs. That's you know right. what I mean? That's right. Um, Cause us coming up, you know, like I said, my mom was a single parent as well. And we had a night called every man for himself. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if y'all know. I don't know if everybody has that in their house. Yeah. But if mom couldn't cook a good home cooked meal, right. she was like, all right, every man for himself. <laughs> and you would be in there chopping up hot dogs in your ramen. Right. Noodles. Right. <laughs> But the the goal for, you know, with, for a mom who's feeling overextended, the goal is to get that child fed That's that right. day. And if they fed, then that was, if they're fed, that was, a That's win. Right. you know, so yeah. Um, yeah. I can relate from a child's perspective right? W- uh, when it comes to those struggles. Right. So what, what, what else were some of the, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And I was going to say too, is that I had someone tell me years ago when I was trying to be the, the strong one for my girls and try to hide my tears and hide my pain is she told me that, you know, you have to remember that you three are going through it together, that right. they, you may be crying behind closed doors. And you may think they don't know, but they can sense that. And they totally. need to be able to know that you guys are like a team. And so I remember the first time I actually cried in front of them. Okay. Mm. Like I cried in front of them and I remember my older one, she was about maybe four or five at that time. And she didn't really have the words to really understand it. She just came and just gave me a hug and I hugged her Mm -hmm. too. And it was in that moment of really silence, you know, where we Mm -hmm. just really connected with each other. And, and so it, 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 like you were saying about how you have the, you know, uh, every man for itself, for himself with the, yeah, Mm -hmm. the, the dinner that we, at that point, even at a young age, we all, they all kind of stepped up. You know, it's like, mm. all right, mommy's having a bad day. Let me go ahead and just grab myself yeah. some crackers from the from the pantry or or uh, let me not pick on my sister right now because I know mama ain't in the best mood right now. Right. Right. So, right. So, um, it, and it's like it's it's the kind of thing where I had to learn really what grace really meant um, mm. as far as extending it to myself and extending it to my children as well. And, you know. And, and thankfully, and I'm just going to put it out there that their 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 father is still involved in their life, and he is a you know he's a great a great father to them, and and mm-hmm. so and I'm grateful for that. You know, I'm grateful for mm-hmm. that. Um, but with that with that piece, I had to extend grace there as well, right? I extend yeah. grace there as well that what I thought would be isn't, but mm-hmm. what I thought would be, God knew. So where you are right now, you are not a mistake. You are, mm-hmm. you are, you are not someone who is worth less than someone else who might be in a married relationship. Um, mm-hmm. And and just to know that even though your situation might be different, you are still important and you still matter. And so these yeah. single moms out there, like I just want to tell you, like keep your head up high. Like we're yeah. we are. There's not. There, it seems like there's not a lot of us out there, really. We live in a couple's world, if you look at it. Like, we live in a world that is mm-hmm. really designed for couples. And mm-hmm. so, you know, just to be able to have a community of women, and that's really what motivated me to really start really reaching out to single moms is knowing, you know, we're, we're out there alone a lot of times. And so right. we need to be able to be there to rely on each other and to support each other. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, amen. Yeah. Amen. Uh, you said a mouthful there, uh, Leslie, because something that I believe happens when you are married 
um, even when you're married, it happens, but it's the disillusionment. Mm. It's the moment of disillusionment. You, you said a couple of times there, um, like it's not supposed to be mm-hmm. the, the way that it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It isn't. Mm-hmm. And that does a number on your emotions, uh, your, your psychology, because you, you think that you're headed in a direction only to discover that it's not headed in that direction at mm-hmm. all. In fact, it's headed, it's like crashing That's and burning. Right. You yeah. Know? Um, and so there's that disillusionment that you have to process. But what you, what I heard you say in the middle of all this too, um, is you're, you're building the value of the individual because when you, when, when that happens, you know, maybe that person left, maybe that person, there was infidelity, whatever the scenario, uh, maybe it was abusive, um, and toxic in nature. Um, maybe there was mental health issues. There's a number of, of reasons. Um, but it's important for that single parent to know that you are still worthy and valuable is what I'm hearing you say is Everything might have come crumbling down, but that does not make that your Mm -hmm. issue as far as it does not decrease the value of the individual, does not decrease your value. That's right. Oh, Jasmine, you nailed it. You nailed it. And if I think Mm -hmm. if if single moms take anything from this, I want that to be Mm -hmm. really one of the biggest, the biggest pieces of that, because Mm -hmm. it's so easy to, um, to suck yourself into a place where you begin to beat yourself up. And, Mm -hmm. and even if, even if you didn't become a single parent through a divorce, you know, even if, if Mm -hmm. maybe you became a single parent through, you know, God forbid the death of a spouse. Okay. Right. Like it's, it's easy to really just beat yourself up, especially with the, you know, the what ifs, like, what if Mm -hmm. I would have done this differently or what if we Mm -hmm. hadn't have taken that route, uh, you know, to, to mm-hmm. church that day, or what if mm-hmm. I hadn't have said this, um, you yeah. know, like, you know, or, or what if I was pr- more pretty or more beautiful? Like all of, right. all of these different things play and uh, repeatedly in our head. It's like on, on replay mm-hmm. over and over and over again until we get to a point mm-hmm. where we have to push that stop button and just say enough is enough, right? Enough is right. enough. This is where right. I am. This is where I mm-hmm. am in my life currently. And what am I going to do with that? And let me tell Absolutely. you, once you come to peace with just saying, okay, I'm going to have to accept where I am, then I feel like that's mm-hmm. where you get to a place where you can begin to recreate your life. Cause that's what I had to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't. That's good. Yeah. Sorry. You got, you got to no, stop you're me good. guys. Cause I'll just keep, you know, I'll start <laughs> preaching it here. So. No, <laughs> this is so good. This is so good because this is really going to bleed into, we're going to have to have a part yeah. two. Um, because what, what as you're talking, I'm thinking the the most common issues as women what we would experience if a man leaves, or even you know, of course, if he dies. But even with the in the if they're still in the land of the living, a woman automatically begins to feel inadequate. Right. We begin to feel inadequate with our beauty, and I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say it. I'm gonna Go say it. But intimacy, yes. we feel like we weren't enough sexually. Mm. Oftentimes, we feel like. Well, was I, was I not enough even in the bedroom, you know, and that plays a part on our self-esteem for women. And I I remember um, my husband's father was, is he's still a minister. And he said something that is so true. He said, marriage is 90, 
like 95% out of the bedroom. Mm. And he, that was his way of trying to sober up young men and young women to say, look, you guys are getting together for something that's only 5% of a marriage, mm. you know, and it, but it's amazing because even though it's five, like five, 10%, if you will, I'll, I'll let's call it 10%. Mm-hmm. It's a very heavy 10%, mm-hmm, right. even though you're not, you know, you're not, you're not 90% in your bedroom. You're 90%, you know, talking about the bills, the kids right. going to church, you're 90% doing all these other things, but that 10% seems to weigh so yeah. much. But then, you know, as a woman, we tend to feel inadequate mm-hmm. um, as if we weren't enough for our spouses in that, in that yeah. area. Yeah, um, that's, that's good. That's true. That's yeah. Good. What do you want to add? Yeah, to that? well, definitely. I mean, that that definitely played in my head as well. And and I mean, when you look at the world we live in, the world revolves around sex. The ro- world revolves around the bedroom, even though ninety five percent takes takes place outside of the bedroom. The world tells yeah. us no, no, no. Ninety five percent is in the bedroom, and so and that right. often speaks more loudly than what mm-hmm. God is saying to us. And and Absolutely. so, no, I I agree with that as well. And. And I had to yeah. learn too that we, we can replay all of the um, if onlys, right, mm-hmm, in our heads. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's not going to change what has happened. And, right. and so we have to get to a place where we decide, you know, when is this going to stop, right? And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get to a place of really forgiving ourselves now let me let me tell you what Mm -hmm. i mean by that because you're probably like what am i forgive me what do you forgive myself (laughs) for um Mm -hmm. for me personally i had to come to a place of forgiving myself forgiving myself okay forgiving there we go (laughs) myself Mm -hmm. um because i was not allowing god to do what he needed to do in my life and i realized Mm -hmm. that for me to really step into what he has called me to do, he had to allow this to happen in my life. And I know he's not mm-hmm. in the, in the, in the realm of, of separating marriages. That's not him, but he allowed the right. enemy to sweep in and allowed this to happen. And so I had to really understand, okay, let me stop fighting this and let me just see mm-hmm. what's going to come of this next. And let me tell you, Jazz, it took a mm-hmm. long time. It took a long mm. time. And as a Christian, we often want to, um, we want to just pray the pain away. Okay. We, we, totally. we often feel like, give me a give pill me a for pill, it. Right. And it's like, <laughs> give me a yeah. pill. And it's like, if mm-hmm. we don't have, we often feel that like having feelings means we lack faith. Okay. Mm. That if we feel yep. we lack faith, but say that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the reality is God gave us those feelings, right? <laughs> he gave it to right. us. And so we have to allow right. our space to feel. We can pray through it or we cannot pray because mm-hmm. we can still hear our thoughts, even if we're not saying it verbally, okay? There was some right. parts where I couldn't even speak the words. I was in so much pain. There was one night I literally mm. fell to the floor and the only words mm. I could speak, this is, the, this is the day he told me he wanted a divorce. The only words I could mm-hmm. speak were, help me, help me. Mm. That's the only thing yeah. I can pray at that point. And so wow. we have to allow ourselves to be able to feel, to know that those feelings are okay, that we don't have to always mm-hmm. be the ones to throw out the, the Christianese, you know, like God has a plan and, you know, and all things mm-hmm. God works for the good. It's like, we know that. 
But right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just hurting. I'm hurting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am just doubled over. Like, that's like if you, you know, if you got a gunshot wound yes. and, you know, somebody's like, one day this won't hurt. And I'm like, great. But right now, <laughs> yes. it hurts. Yes. I'm in yes. Pain. yes. 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 And it's, you're absolutely right. I think um, we we want to declare it yeah. away. Right. We want to quote it right. away. Yeah. And I think that that's probably more in our minds than it is maybe in the mind of God, because like you said, he knows that we're feeling pain. And when you think about divorce, when he, he said that when a man and a woman come together, they are becoming yes. one. So a divorce is like a ripping a part of the mm-hmm. soul. It's like ripping something that was just, you know, together. It was one and you're ripping that mm-hmm. apart. And that is, a, that's really, it's a deep mm-hmm. wound. And it's not something I think that can be rushed through. Um, and I'm saying that out of a place of empathy, not out of experience, but I, I empathize because um, you, I can go, I go through hurts and pains too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've watched family members, really dear close friends of mine um, go through uh, these pains and, and I in no means ever think that they should hurry up to get over it. I know that in their shoes, they probably want to hurry up and right. get over it because it hurts right. so bad. Um, and I think sometimes there's even a, 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 a frustration with themselves that they're not getting over it mm-hmm. fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, like you said, being gracious with yourself, being patient with yourself. Um, because sometimes I think we don't like to even have the feeling that we want that person. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> so I'm angry that I even... <laughs> I'm angry that I loved you. I'm angry that I still right. love you. I'm angry that, you know, and so you kind of going through the roller coaster of emotions. But like what you said, it's like leaning into those things, allowing yourself to feel right. it so that you could by by feeling it, you go through that process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like going through the cycle of the washing machine. You know, right. if I if I take the clothes out too soon and say, you know what, this is clean <laughs> enough, you know, I'm still going to go outside and it's still going to be, you know, right. half done. Yes. But you want to go through the whole, mm. the whole mm. thing. So um, I'm going to have to pause this right here because I, I, I want us. I mean, I feel like we've established a really good um, picture of your story. Mm-hmm. And I want to first thank you even just for being this transparent and, and open. Um, and I hope that this part of it was just able to really connect and relate with somebody. Um, for our second, we're going to do another podcast. So um, I want our listeners to join us on the next one where we really talk more about um, the loneliness aspect of being a single parent. So um, Leslie, could you tell people how they could find you? By the way, I, I should let you guys know, Leslie uh, ministers too, uh, and she supports single parents. So if you are a single parent and you would like to reach out to Leslie, she does monthly uh, calls where she, uh, where they just address issues and just have a time where you guys can get into a huddle and love and support one another. So Leslie, how can people contact? Absolutely. And Jazz, I just want to be a little bit more specific that I do um, work primarily with single moms. So no offense to the single dads out there. I respect what you're doing, but, um, but just, yes. <laughs> just primarily to the to the single moms. But you can reach me at um, my Facebook page, which is Leslie and then Capel. That's C-A-P-L-E dash Granofsky. That's G-R-A-N-O-F-S-K-Y. Um, you can reach me there on Facebook and I would be happy to connect with you that way. Awesome. Great. All right, Leslie, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you on part okay, two. Okay, Jazz, thank you so much for having me.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have a topic you would like to have discussed on the show, message me through my Anchor Podcast channel or head over to lifecoachingwithjazz.com and click the Let's Connect link where you can also learn more about being coached or becoming a certified professional life coach. Till next time, live authentically, on purpose, and fulfilled.